Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Etrobenazine or valbenazine. Osteto XR may cause irregular or fast heartbeat or abnormal movements. Seek help for fever, stiff muscles, problems thinking, or sweating. Common side effects include inflammation of the nose and throat, insomnia, and sleepiness. Ask your doctor for Osteto XR. Sheldon, we're definitely not making flavors of no-shells pistachios. Then why are you dressed like that? You got us. We are making honey and chili flavors. Are we? Yeah. Wait, then why are you dressed like that? My wife likes it. <laughs> Spicy. Four alarm fire in the boudoir. <laughs> hey, can I get a Virginia? A what? Monikin. Hi. Hi, Kim, please. Me? How do you spell it? The green one? Ah. Hackman? Yes. and shine football fans welcome to morning footy we're glad to have you with us this morning and for those viewers who are just tuning into that asian cup match between bahrain and japan we welcome you as well glad to have you with us i'm Susanna fuller that's nico cantor mike lahoud back at the desk what's up buddy we've got alexis guerreros ali trost martin is back with headlines welcome back to morning footy thank you and Name change? Name what? Change. Congratulations. Yeah, it's still, you know, it's getting a little more normal yeah. now. But yeah, she's a married, she's a married woman. Really doing it. Yeah. All the way. Um, how's that scoreline life been treating you? It's scoring, it's lining, <laughs> but I'm back here. <laughs> no, it's been a lot of fun. I think it's a change of pace. Obviously back where it all started. I think yeah. this was the crew that I started with on Morning Oh, well, it's always a delight to have you Thank at you. the desk, Michael LaHood. And it's been really fun to watch you do your thing on Scoreline. Lovely to have you in the, the CBS <laughs> Sports Galazzo Scoreline, Network. Family. Scoreline is the best show. It's Scoreline. great, Nico. it's super helpful. You, you know why? When the games are over, Hmm. We're all watching our football. There's not a single place that I can go except Scoreline where mm -hmm. you know I'm going to turn on the TV, I'm going to watch everything that happened in the day. Yeah. That's, no, I, that's, I love that you say that. Actually, there's nothing like it on TV. No, yeah, especially awesome. in the world of streaming where like you might be watching a game and then there's just like no post game. You have to go to a different mm. channel or different streaming option yeah. within that app. Just go straight to score. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's one, been one of the coolest things. You look at the tournaments. Obviously, we're talking Asian Cup. But to be able to go to one place to talk AFCON and see these highlights, to see the biggest games around the world happening in one place, it's pretty unique. 5 p.m. every day? 5 p.m. every day. Right and here on the on Galazzo the weekend, Network well. and on the weekends. Yeah. Um, well, I'm great to have you back on the, the morning footy beat. Thank you. Okay, should we get into some highlights from that Bahrain-Japan uh, final day of the round of 16 in AFC Asian Cup? Uh, two spots remaining in the quarterfinals. Bahrain looking for their first appearance in the quarterfinals since 2004. And a win for Japan would mark their 10th straight quarterfinal appearance. So we pick it up in the 31st minute. 
and the shot deflects, but Ritsu Doan, there to put it away. Yeah, coming in on the right where he feels most comfortable. It's a sensational finish with the left. Uh, Japan off to a, a very strong start in that first half. More defensive issues for Bahrain there. Give the guy an assist at least, but great shot from uh, Japan. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a lot of pressure on this Bahrainian side. Japan, when they play with this lead striker with two attacking midfielders, they're going to overload you in different spots, and the referee says, is that a goal? Yeah, I came up with a Bahrain defender. Takafusa Kubo, your guy, yeah, Alexis. Yeah, buddy. Guy, it's his Alexis. first goal of the tournament. That was his first goal of the tournament? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And Zion Suzuki, Oof. I mean... This is a tough one. Wow. Off your oh, own defender's man. head. Is that Suzuki's own goal? I think it's Ueda. I think they ended up they, giving it to Ueda. Did they really? But it doesn't matter because doesn't minutes matter. later, he made up for it. Heck of a shot. I ask say Ueda, he's been a house on fire, a striker on fire. Oh. This is his fourth goal in the Asian Cup. In the group stages, he was everything. This is a striker that didn't even start the first couple matches for Japan. He'll be their focal point moving right forward. Right through their legs. So Japan are through to their 10th quarter final appearance. They will play the winner between Iran and Syria on February 6th. Um, we also have Qatar taking on Uzbekistan on February 3rd in the quarterfinal matchup. That match on 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, you can watch all of these on Paramount+. Plus. Let's move over to the other side of the bracket and here's how it all shook out. Tajikistan will face Jordan on Friday morning and then we also have Australia facing South Korea at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, this has been a very fun competition, Michael Lahoud. When you look at the remaining teams, um, a few of the favorites still left in there, but who are you giving the edge to? you got to give flowers to the likes of Qatar, home field advantage. We've seen it play out before. 2019, they won the whole tournament. And this is a side, Akram Afif, as he goes, this side really goes. But when you have the likes of South Korea and Japan doing their thing, the way they're doing it so far in the Asian Cup, those two, they're looking the strongest, and they're getting hot at the right time. Goalkeeping will be the most important thing for those two sides, though. Um, I, I want to see Iran later today, how they do mm -hmm. against Syria. They've been, they were pretty impressive in group stage. I feel like both Korea and Japan had missteps in, in the group stage, maybe that you didn't expect. I mean, that infamous one, Iraq over uh, Japan, that at the end of the day, Iraq's out of the tournament after, after yesterday, after yesterday or two days ago. Mm -hmm. Regardless, um, Iran has a, a finally a, a, a very strong test in the knockout stage to really see where where this Iran team is at. It was it was great to see them in group stage, and they'll be matched up if they win, because we've seen a lot of upsets in the last month. Yeah. Um, if they win, they go against Japan, and that's gonna, mm. that's going to be a very difficult game. Not going to be easy for um, Japan. This is their tenth quarterfinal appearance in a row in the Asian Cup. Mm. Absolutely incredible, and you know we talk a lot about. When it comes to national teams, whether you're playing as a, as a team, you got these nations that play well as a team. But individual talent, maybe not always at the highest, but they play well together. Japan is both. They got incredible individual talent. They're all playing pretty well in their, uh, their club teams, and they're playing incredibly well as a unit for, for the national team. Incredibly impressive to see. Four-time Asian Cup champions, Japan. So they, they are well-versed in this competition. Record, right? It is a record. Let's, uh, let's turn our attention to yesterday's uh, big match in the Asian Cup round of 16. Saudi Arabia facing South Korea. And Saudi Arabia were unbeaten in group stage. They finished on top of Group F. South Korea, they were a favorite in this tournament, but they had draws with Jordan and Malaysia. Uh, so their form has been kind of questionable in this one. 
I mean, a huge goal. This one, look, just look at the shots totals on the right bar. 14 versus 22. This game was mayhem. And this is really important because subs changed the game for both sides. When you look for Saudi Arabia, that's Abdella Radi coming off the bench, giving him something different. I mean, has a lot of pace. South Korea, though, minutes away from being eliminated in this competition. They were pummeling Saudi Arabia, and then finally they got their goal last gasp. And, and look at the relief for <laughs> Jurgen Klinsmann. I mean, if he didn't make it past this, I don't know how much longer he would have been at the helm of Korea. I understand that. From, from reading reports that yeah. maybe he's not as esteemed in the local context. Huh. Well, they were they were kind of suggesting that he doesn't emote enough. Mm. He doesn't. It's he seemed disinterested. That he didn't seem he was emotionally invested in what was happening. So I think that's why you saw him really go crazy this match. But also this was the derby to get sacked. It felt like yeah. whoever yeah. lost this game, the manager was going to get sacked. But there was Jurgen Klinsmann or uh, Mancini, and you just saw there Mancini walk away before the final penalty is taken. What a rough photo. If this was a few years ago where newspapers were the thing you got in the morning, yeah. that photo of him walking away would be the main photo on the front page. I, I feel like there was a little bit more pressure on South Korea, on Klinsman with South Korea than Mancini with Saudi Arabia. The expectations are completely different. I feel like, yes, Saudi Arabia, especially with a World Cup result, but they're still more up and coming rather than... South Korea, who has quality all around, these guys mm. played like, I mean, I, they, they, they played domestically. Um, I'm trying to, Al Dausari is the, the guy who yeah. ends up getting the, the yeah. assist, who plays at Al Hilal, I was forgetting his name. Um, but they're still domestically. In Korea, there's a lot, they're playing in, in the Premier League yeah, in Europe. Um, and I feel like Klinsman had a lot, I mean, a lot of pressure on her shoulders. I just feel like the effusiveness of the celebration. Oh, I mean, you saw it. Was that a was much greater relief. With a yeah, yeah I, I, I go a little different. I think that I agree with you that both managers do have the expectation and the pressure. But to see Roberto Mancini, for a manager to leave the dugout, to leave the bench and go in that way, that body language right there, that looked like a potential dead man walking. Yeah. The amount of money he's being paid to bring glory to Saudi Arabia. Let's remember, Herb Bernard, what he did at the World Cup, that was miraculous. No, they didn't get out of the group. Yeah. But to beat Argentina, the expectations have been raised for this Saudi Arabia side. So to go out at this stage is a disappointment. It, was, it felt disrespectful, but he did come out and apologize. And he said that he didn't realize, he thought the shootout was over. I don't know how much truth there is in that, but at the time, it felt incredibly disrespectful, not only to uh, his players, but also to, to South Korea. I mean, the, you, you come out at the end of the match, you, you shake hands with the other managers. It just, it was, it's, a, it's not a good look at, at all. And I, and I appreciate an apology, but I also think kind of too little, too late. I, mean, I, I don't mind that whatsoever. I feel like if you look just at the football and what's, what's being played, he just got hired. What do you expect him to just get hired and 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 win? Expect him to stay on the field with his team. Yeah. Wait. What? Cholo Simeone does <laughs> it all the time. Cholo Simeone. Cholo uh, Simeone. Win or loss. Cholo Simeone, who has been at Athletic forever. Yeah, fair. Like, this okay. Is, yeah. First what team doing? and whatnot. I, I I understand. You can't walk away. But is that sackable? I understand. It's one moment. But is it? It's, it's a terrible disrespect. Okay. From sure. a culture standpoint, though. From a culture standpoint, respect is very big in the Middle East and very
very big in football. Is, is that, would he do that with Italy? Would he do that with any other national team? Respectful everywhere. Yeah, I guess. Okay, I'll take it back then. But there's a little bit of disconnect. You have to admit. Okay, that's fair. Anybody that they would have hired a big name manager would be paying, would be getting paid. I don't think the money thing is an issue. Saudi Arabia has a lot of money, money. where they can that. throw at a, an, an elite manager, mind you. We're talking about an elite manager here, um, and I think yeah, there is a frustration. They got they, they got Korea, the, the unlucky part of it all. They got a, a really big team in. in I don't want to. The forms but, I get, but like no, no, but I don't know. I the don't feel like this away, is sackable. The, the yeah. photo, the image of, of a manager walking through the tunnel as your team is technically still in it. Mm. Is, is difficult to swallow. You turn around, look down, maybe close your eyes, do something. Maybe that you could be like, oh, okay, he didn't want to Fair. see the pressure of the moment. But for yeah. a guy who has a history in international football, played for a long time, is revered, you, what you don't want to see if you're a fan of the, of the Saudi Arabian team is to feel like he's only here for the money. And walking away while the game is technically still happening kind of makes it feel as if you're not really that connected to it. So mm. I think that's why you're seeing such a, a massive reaction. Uh, Mourinho has done it. Cholo Simeone has done it. It's not like it's mm -hmm. never been done before, but I totally understand what you guys are saying. But little, little caveat from that game. Huang Hee Chan scores the game-winning penalty. Go back to the FIFA Club or FIFA World Cup in Qatar. He scored at the exact same stadium wow. against Portugal. Oh, so history nice repeats itself. Wow. So. And then you had a nice little nugget about the goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. The South, the South Korea starting goalkeeper yeah. for South Korea towards ACL during the group stage. Not playing, but during the group stage. And, and the goalkeeper that played yesterday two big penalty two big saves, saves in, a, in a dire situation. I mean, I feel like it would be much more dramatic. We were sitting here today and Saudi Arabia had won. I think it would have been a much more dramatic conversation of, of Korea's early exit. Yeah, absolutely. Alas, uh, Saudi Arabia knocked out of the round of 16 for the second straight time in the tournament, and this is going to be the eighth straight quarterfinal appearance for South Korea. Um, all right, let's turn our attention to some midweek Premier League action that we had yesterday, and this was a match between Aston Villa and Newcastle in which every single person at this desk, Michael LaHood excluded because he was not here, we all said, oh, Villa... 100% mm. is going to win this match at home because they have been so good at home and Newcastle have been fairly abysmal on the road and yet Fabian Scher mm. decided that he was going to score a brace in this one and Newcastle uh, win this handedly. Their first road win since September 23rd, which was an 8-0 victory yeah. against Sheffield United. Yeah, for Aston Villa, it's not only their first road win. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, they did I'm lose kidding. four in a row. Um, I think it was surprising because Villa are very good at home. Yeah. Can yes. I give you some very context as to how good they are? The last time they lost at home in the Premier League was last year, February of last year. That's mm. wild. Oh, that's wild, insane. Wild. What a run. They recently lost at home in an EFL Cup match to Everton 2-1. But for Newcastle. How big was this win? Look at that downward when we were looking at the results. Massive. The, there was a downward spiral, a loss at Villa Park. Yep. Did you see when Could the owners been. walked into the stadium, the fans were booing them, like relentlessly. They gathered to where the owners walk in to boo them. This was a clear shift. They're asking, the fans are asking for more. The fans are asking to get back to the level they were previously mm -hmm. at. They went on a bit of a run here where they were very, very bad. This, this win, a win at Villa Park of all places, can absolutely turn around the second half of your season. I thought they got back to the things that they're good at. Winning second balls, winning 50-50s. They out-fought, they out-dueled 
Aston Villa side that that's what their game is predicated on. And when you look at the set-piece goals, Aston Villa is one of the best set-piece sides in the whole Premier League. So for them to be at Villa Park, Fabian Schar, last time I saw him do this and score good goals and score, period. PSG, UEFA Champions League, memorable night, St. James's Park. When you talk about momentum-shifting moments in your season, this could be very much it. Miguel Amiron, off the bench, getting an assist, another big one. Jacob Murphy getting what I thought was his goal, but he gets credited to an own goal from Alex Moreno. Mm-hmm. The pieces could be coming together for Newcastle side that's desperate for points. Yeah, mm. they jumped. They were in 10th place, I believe, heading into this match, and they moved up to 7th with that result, which, you know, there's still a big, bit of a log jam there in, yeah, the, in the table. But the swing my, exactly. would have been, they would have been bottom half of the table. Yeah. yeah. Newcastle ruined my my parlay though. Yeah, I really thought Aston Villa was going to get it done. I mean, I everyone mean, did. That's yeah. like, that, we literally, Ian and I, last we were watching this match, and he was like, "This is why betting on soccer is absolutely impossible." Anybody looking at this matchup would have picked Aston Villa to win this. And M- then, mind you, Aston Villa has had recent struggles scoring. Yes, also, yeah. but. I was sure at, at home. home. This is a good game that they can I win. I got Saudi Arabia to <laughs> win or draw, which got that in the bag. And then Arsenal to win. Of course, that was going to happen. Newcastle played well yesterday. Oh, so I this was your real time. money. This is like actual yeah, money. Yeah, this is the Ziad. Does, it, does it feel, what one feels worse when you lose? The the footy no. wager segment here or this one, this real, one real to money? The people. No one finds out. <laughs> <laughs> no one finds out when I lose real money. I keep it to myself. <laughs> except yeah, when I bring it here. It. Yeah, but I was so close. It just, it just comes to show you how against odds, well, against, not to use the betting cliche, <laughs> but against many odds, all of us thought that Villa was going to win because yeah. Newcastle wasn't convi- hasn't been convincing whatsoever. They Who knew not. the best bet was to put your money on Luton? Huh? Oh, guess what? We're going to chat more yeah. on uh, the midweek Premier League action later on in the show. But that was a, a crazy result Oof. that we did not anticipate. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a break. Allie's going to be back with some headlines when we return.